Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to Comics with Kenobi. It is episode number 129, and in honor of both Galaxy's Edge and Return to Vader's Castle going weekly, we too are going to go weekly during the month of October. Are you ready for that? Are you ready, Jeff? Let's go weekly. Okay, as opposed to weekly? Well, yeah, but we've been going weekly in July, and we'll go weekly in August, and we'll go weekly in September, but we're going to go weekly in October! Okay, yes, that's true. We hadn't planned that far ahead. I think I just assumed, and we all know what happens when Jeff assumes. <laughs> we do, but because it's a family podcast, located where podcasts of distinction can be found, we're not going to say that you would make an ass out of you and me. Right, we'll let everybody, so we can't say that. We'll let everybody assume that that part. Exactly. Assume. A S S U me. <laughs> so how's it going, Matt? No, that's it's going well. It's going real well. No, I just I like that because uh, you know I mean we've been weekly for a while now. Do you remember back in the old days when we did like once a month and it was like and the shows five were hours like, long? Yeah, they were like three hours long. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we had to like we had to like you know send out like you know digital redemption codes for people to get water. <laughs> so that and colostomy bags, right? It's nuts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We didn't really do that. We did go for hours though, but uh, going weekly was probably the best idea we've had. Next to you know only second to uh, doing a, a podcast about Star Wars comics. Right, just just in general, solely Star Wars comics. So we, we only have one book to discuss this week, but I think we have a little bit of news. Because uh, do we have any news this week? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got a lots of we got a lot of great news. You know, because we got the October solicits. I mean, and we were already kind of aware of what was coming in October, especially uh, you know with you know with the big weekly miniseries, uh, you know, Star Wars Allegiance. Uh, that uh, basically uh, you know is part of that journey to the rise of Skywalker. Right. But you know, but thanks to the solicits, you know, we now know that it will come out weekly, starting October 9th, which is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, <laughs> no new news yet on that uh, little mini series that Charles Soule announced at, at San Diego Comic Con. But you know, it's coming. You know, clearly, the closer we get. But uh, whew, I mean, we're also getting in October. We're getting a Doctor Afra annual number three, which is going to be pretty awesome, if you yeah, ask me. Because Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and there's even a, you know, you know, there's a cover by Colleen Doran, uh, who's one of my favorite artists. She's she's so good. And then of course, uh, uh, one of the you know the interior story, uh, Elsa Charretier is is doing the art, and uh, she's been releasing a uh, you know a couple of uh, works in progress, and we we've got them on the Twitter feed, you know, so it looks pretty awesome. Uh, and other than that, speaking of Doctor Afra, you know, with the new arc, uh, you know, which is issue number thirty seven. 
which is also out in October. Uh, Casper Wingard is uh, is going to be uh, the lead artist. Awesome. So I'm yeah, I'm really stoked about that. I'm you know, a big fan of Casper Wingard. You know, and and you know if if you've been reading Doctor Afra, you are familiar with Casper Wingard's work because you know he's he's done some work you know, on the annuals, and you know I mean he is he's just. He's just a, you know, he, he really gets the character, you know, yes. he, he really does. So, I mean, you know, he did annual two. He's, you know, he, he's done some work since issue 32 as well. But, you know, the fact that he's going to be the lead artist is going to be kind of cool. So, uh, and of course, you know, there was a, there was a little spoiler news. Uh, Amazon has the solicits uh, for the next uh, Dr. Afra hardcover or, or not hardcover, but, but uh, trade, if you will. Uh, collecting issues 37 through 40, which is, you know, got, got, you know, has, has created a little maybe discussion, uh, rightfully so, because, you know, the, the Amazon listing, and remember all Amazon listings, you know, are not accurate, accurate until the book is actually out, but it only has four issues, 37, 38, 39, and 40. So that, that, and, you know, that has some people kind of concerned, maybe, hmm, I wonder what hmm. that could mean, because if it's only four issues, uh, is this perhaps, I don't know, an ending, uh, you know, to the series? No, but, you know, we don't really know. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, you know, it's but it's, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully it will be OK. Uh, uh, I'm thinking personally that they will add in annual number three, which will give it five issues. You know, which is, you know, because usually the, the trades are five or six issues. Uh, so, and, you know, and, and, and again, you know, as we know, while Dr. Afra is not the best-selling Star Wars comic, it, it does respectable numbers every month. Yeah, it's not the worst. So, I can't imagine they would be ending it that abruptly. Yeah, I would hope not. Or, you know, it may just be that, you know, if, if it is time to end it, they're doing so when it's time to end it. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all, it's neither here nor there. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, this is an issue that has come up before, uh, with Dr. Afra and, and, you know, if, if it ends, it ends, I'm going to be very sad, obviously, as, as are you, because, you know, why would you hate comics if you don't read Dr. Afra? So, right. <laughs> as you so, so capably well, uh, you know, I really think Marvel, hopefully, you know, on one of their trade dresses, will will pull that remark of yours. Oh, well, they have <laughs> to. Yeah. A, I don't, if you're not reading cover, this, I don't cover. know why you hate comics, but. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, the other great thing is, is you know, we got more details, uh, you know, just, you know, about the about the return to Vader's castle. Uh, you know, just everything is confirmed. You know, each issue will have a different artist. Really looking forward to that. And I, I just I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think people are really going to really enjoy that one a lot. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, if you are listening to the show this week, which is to say uh, July well, yeah, July 30th, uh, there is a sale going on at Comixology uh, that ends August 2nd, and it's a sale on D Darth Vader Star Wars comics. So you can get, uh, you know, collected trades digitally for $3.99 instead of $10.99. You can get, uh, you know, issues, uh, you know, for $0.99 cents instead of $1.99. Uh, and it's and it's all Darth Vader comics, and that's that includes both Volume One by Kieran Gillen, uh, looks like Volume Two as well uh, by uh, by by Charles Soule, uh, and and that also includes you know some of the uh, the Dark Horse stuff as well that has been uh, repackaged under Epic Collections, 
So, uh, so you know, definitely do check that out. Uh, you you will not regret it. I, I don't think at all. Uh, nor, nor should you. Can't imagine you would, unless of course you know you hate comics. <laughs> yes, but you know, but if you're listening to this, you probably don't hate comics. Uh, last but not least, uh, it looked like uh, for the Age of Resistance special number one, which comes out uh, July thirtieth. Uh, it looked like Mike McCone's puzzle variant uh, had been left off. But fret not, uh, you know, a, a, a version is being sent. And, and of course, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, this, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, how, how shall we say, these puzzle pieces, uh, you know, have a, uh, have sort of, you know, they have interlocking covers, you know, and, and it started all the way back at Age of Republic uh, and, you know, rolled through Age of Rebellion and will continue to do so through Age of Resistance. So look look for that. looks like next week. So if, if you if you collect those. Right. If you don't. Then that's fine. That, was, that was a pretty you cool know, idea no, as well, I thought. Yeah, it's, it's no sweat off your brow. So. <laughs> all right. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, so uh, that's all for the news. Uh, as we said before, we only have one book to discuss this week. That is uh, Star Wars: The Main Title Issue Number Sixty Nine, uh, Rebels and Rogues: The Stranger. Uh, it's that's part two of the Rebels and Rogues uh, uh, arc. And and again, we, we talked about this cover last last week um, or the last month, I guess rather. And I love this. It's sort of uh, Luke Skywalker as the man with no name, and I think you called it a Jedi walks into a bar. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's a great Phil Noto cover, you know, and, uh, you know, this, this, this second issue, uh, you know, this, the second issue of the arc, uh, you know, as you said, part two of Rebels and Rogues, written by Greg Pak, art by Phil Noto, letters by uh, VCs Clayton Coles. Uh, there was also a, a, an action figure variant cover by John Tyler Christopher. Tom Groneman is the assistant editor. Mark Panizia is the editor. And, it, it's really getting us set up, I think, for the meat of this arc because if you know, as, as we saw in the last issue, uh, number sixty-eight, where the arc began, we have essentially three separate stories unwinding and and, and, and unfolding. You know, Luke's Luke is alone by himself. Uh, you know, to uh, you know to, to to lure the Empire away from a rebel refueling station. Leia and Han. Have gone to Lance Carpo uh, to sort of uh, bring down the Carpo crime syndicate by uh, alleging collusion 
between the Empire, <laughs> or, or you know, or convincing the Empire of collusion between the gangs there and the rebellion. Uh, and then Chewie and 3PO uh, have gone to K-43, which was supposed to be un- uninhabited, uh, but uh, it's not. There are life forms there. So, and that's where we open up because, you know, at the end of uh, 68, we met Dar Champion, <laughs> who is someone from Leia's past. Yeah, she, she referred so. to him as her boyfriend. Uh, yeah, we pick up right where we left off, and, and uh, he saved them from... Uh, we, we we're not really sure if they were uh, we, we think they were from the crime syndicate. He saved them from and, and arrested the guys from the crime syndicate. And he's being interviewed, which I think it's interesting. And I love this uh, interaction between Han and, and Leia because Han says, is, is his last name really champion or did he just make that up? And she says, is your last name really solo? <laughs> nice nod, huh? <laughs> For a fact that it's not. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. And, you know, this whole vibe, this whole front page kind of gave me sort of like a Harvey Dent vibe. Yes, very much. You know, that, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's a, he's a big time, you well, know, or, whole, you know, he's, he's a crusading lawyer. This whole issue really has a feel of those uh, matinee serials that Star Wars was based on. This, this issue specifically really does. And I really like the vibe that we're getting from it because, you know, immediately after that, he goes to turn them in for processing and a red uh, protocol droid shows up that looks like a cross between C-3PO and a Cylon because he's got that really cool uh, red visor going across instead of two eyes. Yeah, it's like the Scott Summers Cyclops yes. Corps. <laughs> and, he says, he's, and that droid says, I've got a counter order from regional uh, magistrate Eck. And he says, of course you do. How much did he pay you? And I love this George's response. No response I or anyone in the CARPA organization provides should be taken to confirm or deny or accept in any way the premise of your question. So there's, a, <laughs> there's your non-denial denial, uh, to quote uh, all the president's men. And uh, I, sh- I, sure hope, I sure hope the legal geeks are reading this issue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, uh, and Leia just responds with, that was something. And he says, well, that's the way it goes on Lance Carpo. And Han says, so what's the point? And I love this. He goes, the point, my friend, is justice. And Han just replies, wow. I love this. This whole snarky Jeff, thing. Jeff. Yes. Jeff, I believe in Dar Champion. Yes, I believe in Dar Champion as well. Let's hope he doesn't get thrown in some acid, or at least halfway in some acid. <laughs> oh, yes. So, you know, he's obviously made it very clear that he is boldly righteous uh very much a, a a friend to law and order but then you know next panel now come let me treat you to a little something to make up for spoiling your evening and this and han is just great so this guy's really your boyfriend i didn't think princesses were allowed to have he was my boyfriend back during regent's training <laughs> so. and, we, and we found out that she stood him up right before gra- the graduation dance and i never saw her again but she never formally broke up with me, as I recall. He says, I, and he says, I assume it had something to do with my father being indicted by the Senate for embezzlement and abuse of office. So we're like, oh, okay, we get a little bit of backstory for this guy. And Leia apologizes, yep. and uh, she says, you know, like my parents summoned me back home and then cut, immediately cut off all my comm accounts. And by the time I had stolen the palace manager's transmitter, Dar responds with, finishes, my father was convicted and my entire family indicted as co-conspirators. And here's where he's, I like this because he says it took me years to exonerate my mother and myself. My father, alas, was guilty as charged. Wow. And uh, and Han says, "Wow, he's a so sad story." I know. Get Han goes, "No, I mean this is the first time I've ever heard her apologize for anything." <laughs> and she says, <laughs> and the, well, look you, on, the, 
what? Yeah. The look on her face that Noto has drawn is great. And she says, well, you should try being right about something one of these days, and I love Dar. She goes, whoops. And so they're going back and forth, and he says, okay, well, uh, you should go. Take in the nightlife, the libations, enjoy the honeymoon suite in the region, my treat. And Han immediately is about to say, we're not on our honeymoon. And Leia just says, thank you, Dar. And he says, no, thank you, Leia. Almost, it seemed yeah. like cocking an eyebrow as he says that. I can't believe they didn't draw he, him that way. <laughs> he, he, uh, it was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we get, you know, this was a nice little uh, break, I thought. Just having, you know, at least just a page of dialogue, you know, while they're walking through the streets of Lance Carpo. So, shut up. I'm not saying anything. He seems like a great guy. But do you think we can trust him? What do we have to what do we have to trust him for? Well, I mean, General Riken gave us a mission, right? Infiltrate Boss Carpo's comm system, upload fake messages, make the Imperials think Carpo's collaborating with the rebellion, and and Riken Riken seemed to think that it'd be easier to do with the district advocate helping out. I I don't know. And and this is this was pure Han right here. You still like him? What? No. <laughs> sure you do. He likes you too, it's obvious. But is that clouding your judgment? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I haven't made any judgment. And he says, because it's clouded. She says, all right, no, we can't trust him. But we've got to pass the Grand Region, well, which looks like it's full of Boss Carpo's thugs. we got to pass to it. She says, we'll find the comm center yep. and take care of Boss Carpo on our own. And so this, this bottom panel on its digital page nine, is that literally a garbage can droid? It looks like an you know, R2 with no dome. And Han just throws some trash into it. It looks like it is. That's a nice little uh, little uh, little uh, touch there. She said, "He says fine." She says, "Fine." And who is this poking their head around saying, "Fine"? Is that is that <laughs> is that Dar following them? We'll have to find out. Because <laughs> I actually missed that the first time through reading this. Um, but from there, we cut to Sergia in the inner rim, and we got this great shot of this uh, probe droid. And we see Vivada, yes. Vivada coming behind it. And then we cut to the executor, and they're getting a signal from the probe on the executor. And, he, and the, the general says, or the admiral says, please don't tell me it's another flock of sand minox. He says, no, it's a herd of plane hundas, actually. But the signal's now <laughs> stopped. Stop, stupid droid probably get trampled. And, of course, he says, you know, we're looking for rebel bases. We need credible tips, blah, 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 blah. The ground team should have landed by now. See if you can establish contact with them. And please don't bother me until you found something interesting. And here's where we find out that it wasn't, the beast that trampled the probe door, it was Luke that sliced him in half. It's a really, really good idea of his to uh, use the uh, the stampede as cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke is learning. Yeah, I love Luke it. is definitely learning. And and it just it just for the record, I would like to point out that it's it's just wonderful to see Admiral Ozzel again. So, because that's who that is. That's Admiral Ozzel. Right. That's that's what I thought. It looks like him too. Yeah. So. Very, oh, yeah. very good, very good work then, by the art, 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 artistic team here. Uh, so and and I also like that each, lo- each segment looks so different. Each location looks so different. It's almost like we have, you know, uh, the art team separated. Yes. And I love seeing this, uh, this A-wing fighter running along the ground. And Luke says, come on, what are you guys doing out in the open like that? And uh, this is a rebel cell that he, this is the rebel cell that he's been sent to, to, kind of rescue and uh they're having an argument you know look the, the comp we couldn't use the comm devices i got it monitoring but i flew close enough to the ground there's no way they would and then oh they found us and they they think they found them but it's actually r2 and luke you know sends him a uh 
a, a comm signal. He says, you probably know this planet is being searched for rebel bases. I'm here to help you escape. But for now, you just need to lie low and stay out of sight. I'll take care of whoever's in those other pods. And then we get two hours later, or what if I could find them? Four hours later, <laughs> six hours later, come on, where are you? I love this. <laughs> but then page 14 is one of, it may end up being one of my favorite pages of, of, of comic book art ever. I love the way this you is You love drawn. it, don't you? Isn't it this great? Is so great. Because uh, it's Luke, you know, reaching out in the force, trying to uh, see see what he can't can't see with his binoculars, and he he sees a city in the distance, and he says, "Well, not exactly what I was looking for, but let's see what we see." So this is where we get the Jedi walking into a bar, and I like this. He walks into the guy behind the bar says, "Still raining out there?" Oh yeah, I get it. Very funny because he's wearing his poncho, <laughs> and we see. Uh, and we see a, a card game going wrong. So one, a blue guy with horns is accusing someone else of cheating. Warba. Warba. She says, you're cheating. Yeah. No, 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 I told you. She says, nobody wins 10 hands in a row. She goes, the name's Warba. And yes, I do. And you have to remember, from the solicits, Warba is Force-sensitive and may actually be far more than Force-sensitive. Well, I didn't, because... I didn't read the solicits, so I didn't know that until it was revealed in a second. Ah, all right. But I do like that so. that Luke uses a mop handle here to defuse things, and hits yes, the guy which right is a in, smart move. Yeah, hits the guy right in the junk uh, to help get her out of here. So they run outside. She but goes, then she's, but, she, no, but if you'll note, but note you're missing something key here in that bottom right hand corner panel. You oh, know, his, he, his you know, lightsaber he hits, is. He hits him in the junk, yeah. and then she note, huh? And she's not like huh because you know this guy's been knocked down. She's ha because you can see Luke's lightsaber. Right. His poncho has slid back somewhat, and she sees it. Which could and, bring you know, into even, question what she says on the next page. To me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that's true. I mean, because, okay, they run out. She goes, hey, there, that's my speeder. And then she runs, hey, that's, that's my, my speeder. speeder. <laughs> and she, he says, oh, boy, did, just drop me off once we get over that rise, okay? She goes, what's the problem, stranger? That was incredible. It's maybe, but it's not what I was planning on doing today. She says, come on, you don't have anything better to do, because how would you know? She says, let's just say you don't win ten hands in a row unless you know the Force and those who seek it. And he says, what? Now, what? immediately I'm thinking, okay, so she's a Force user, but then I got to thinking, maybe she's just extrapolating based on seeing his lightsaber. Maybe she's just a con artist. Maybe. Maybe. She could be. It's it's a possibility. I didn't read the solicits. And you're so right. This, this, sure. is, this is where reading the solicits can sort of bum you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... Uh... Well, you know, you got to drive interest in the book. So. Right. And so from there, uh, we cut back to uh, K-43, Wild Space, with uh, the odd couple we never knew we needed. Chewbacca and C-3PO with the uh, the Rock Lords there uh, that they're yes. talking to. And it, go ahead. A, a rare stumbling block, a rare stumbling block, pardon the pun, for 3PO, you know. I am fluent in over six million forms of communication, but unfortunately, this is not one of them. <laughs> and you know, Chewie says, oh, well, I know the detonators are going to blow up the planet. Let me try to explain so they'll let us down there to defuse them. Yeah, I know. I love this. I love that we, we finally get uh, C-3PO uh, not knowing something. <laughs> and uh, he, she says, yeah, he says that, and then they immediately, he, he tries to talk to them. And, they, <laughs> and I love this because... One of them, the inset, just shows the the ellipses, and then the next page is Chewbacca running with him. And 3PO says, oh my, and Chewie, we assume, says, what did you say? And he says, apparently not what I thought I said. 
<laughs> Cracked me up. <laughs> but, you know, at least... Like, well, it got him out of the cavern, but it still doesn't, you know, we, we're still left with the problem of, of the detonators, you know. And, you know, so, you know, Chewie's running with 3PO, carrying him like if he you know, was a sack of barley, you know. Grrr, I told you, I don't speak the language. But I extrapolated their grammar based on cross-references with 312 other percussion-based languages in my database. So I don't know. Oh, wait, I must have confused third person with first person there to take me back and scrack. Or just keep running. Yeah, I love that. And, or just and keep they, running and hurry, oh my please. gosh, it's it's a titan. Look at that. Yeah, it, it's and I did and again, it's huge, gargantuan, gargantuan, and they just barely get away. He comes back. He comes after them. <laughs> and I love this because we get to the uh, we get to the ship, and you know, three PO is like, "Well, I don't blame you one bit, but we can't just leave. The detonators are still down there. The planet will explode." And Chewie says something, and he says, yes, I know that was our mission, attract the Imperial fleet to the planet, blow up the planet, but that was before we knew there was life on the planet. And it surprises me that he's uh -huh. having to remind Chewie of all of this. And he says, and well, 3PO says, know, they may not be flesh this and is, blood. This is the, Go ahead. This is, the, this is the protocol droid in him, you know, he's, you know, and he's, you know, he, he's following the parameters of the mission, but... The parameters have changed, so he's having to adapt on the fly. Well, and Chewie's usually the one who, you know, has, has respect for life. As well, yeah. so it's, it surprises me. But I guess it's in this situation, it's well, it's either the rebellion or these guys. Yeah. And three PO says, you know, they they are alive just as much as I am, I suppose. And I love that look that the two of them have together. That you is know a great immediately, line, though. And you know, and you know immediately what's going to happen. And I love even the way three PO is drawn on the panel where he says, "Just as much as I am, I suppose." I don't know how these artists. Able well, it's, to, just, it's Phil. It's I, I don't know how it's Phil Noto. This Noto is so good at this. He is, I mean, he's just he captures this stuff perfectly, and you know, and he know Phil Noto knows how to draw Chewbacca. He has got, I mean, he's got such great experience from you know with him. I mean, you know, he, he drew the Chewbacca miniseries, so he he really knows, you know, just the personality of Chewie, right. And apparently, and, and, you know, and, and, as well. And 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 I think it, it boils down to you know how Peter Mayhew and now and now Unisunto, you know, it's the facial expression, the eyes, that really make you feel what Chewie is trying to say, or it, not trying to say, but is saying. He's just saying in Sherwood, you know, and and what he's thinking and what he's feeling. And Phil Noto, I think, has captured that perfectly. Absolutely. And so, of course, they, they go back down to the planet, and the, the rock people start throwing rocks up at the ship. And 3 people oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, so we'll just touch down, dart out, collect the detonators, and run away. And, three, and Chewie says something, and he says, well, yes, that was quite easy for me to say. You'll do beautifully. At least we only have to worry about the detonators. Can you imagine if we had already triggered the homing beacon to attract the Imperial fleet? And Chewie says, her. And he says, what? <laughs> and we get, this panel is beautiful, this last panel. Three people Isn't that amazing? Oh, Look at that. The Falcons flying in and up above them is a Star Destroyer, huge in the frame with all sorts of uh, pods flying out of it. Oh, this is so gorgeous. And, you know, and I can't tell if it's just like probe droids or if it's TIE fighters or, or, or what. Yeah, it's far enough away that but you it's, can't tell, but it's bad news, whatever it is. And the way Phil has drawn this and colored this is just beautiful. I mean, it's it's desolate yet 
yet brimming with color. So they they were yeah this this was like I said this was this was so so much fun I cannot wait to see what happens next issue we get another we get a uh, kind of a callback to the cover for this issue next issue it's Han and and Leia walking into a party of some sort so it'll be interesting to see what happens there but like I said this really does uh, we are referring to this as Buccaneer Han okay yes because he's got the uh, the, uh, the sash the sash and the uh, dungarees on <laughs> it looked like dungarees as well at least. Oh, he's wearing his pants. Uh, but I just really love the, the the Saturday morning serial feel of this book. It's it's silly in places, but it's 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 high on emotion and high on action, and I just it I is, just dig it a lot. It is silly, but it's fun silly. Very you much. Very and, much. And, and and they're keeping this up by by putting this on the final page. Has Luke found another Force user? Han and Leia, honeymooners. And what terrifying enemy closes in on Chewbacca and C-3PO? Rebels and Rogues continues with part three. Written by Greg Pak. Art and covers by Phil Noto. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I just, it's great. It, it, it's, you, know, you can almost hear... Um, uh, oh, who did the voice of Yoda on the Clone Wars? Tom Kane. You can almost hear Tom Kane reading that. Uh, like he did the, <laughs> the uh, recaps in each of the Clone Wars episodes. Oh, so yes. yeah, I oh, just yes. really, really, really enjoyed this book. Again, if you haven't read it yet, go read it. Uh, if you have read it, go read it again because you'll find something new. I found something new every time I, I've reread it. I've, I find something else in the art that I missed before. Uh, so just just a, a bang up job all around. Yes, indeed, and then some. It's just it's a solid issue. I'm really liking Greg Greg Pak's writing on this. It's uh, it reminds me of the sensations I felt when I was very young. And was watching Star Wars in the theater and then Empire in the theater and then just, you know, devouring the Marvel comics as an 11 year old and, and making my, making up my own stories. And, you know, yeah, it's it's like a cinematic serial. It's very, it it's is. very Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers esque. Very much. Very so. much so. so that's, oh, yeah. that's again, that's the only review we've got this week. What have we got uh, for next week, Matt, that's coming out? Well, we have two new books, but. <laughs> We actually have a total of four comics. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge number four is out, and this one uh, features Doctor Afra, and it's got a great it's got a great Stacy Lee variant, uh, you know, uh, with of Doctor Afra, which looks it's, it looks awesome. You can see a picture on the Twitter feed. Uh, in addition to that, <laughs> we also get the third printing of Galaxy's Edge number one. And second printings of Galaxy's Edge number two and number three. Well, so it's and so those are all brand- well, isn't it? Well, you know it, it is, but and I think that's probably feeding into demand for it. Uh, you know, at, at Disneyland and 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 the park, sure. You know, because it's tied it's tied into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and then of course uh, we also get. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Star Wars: Age of Resistance Special number one, and this contains three separate stories by three different creative teams. Uh, we've got uh, a, an Amelin Holdo story. Uh, it's written by uh, G. Willow Wilson uh, and done and with art by Elsa Charitier. We have a Poe Dameron and BB-8 story written by Chris Eliopoulos, uh, you know, who, who does the, he's done, he's done previous, you know, droids stories uh, for Star Wars comics, but he's just writing this one. And, uh, and the art on that story is by Javier Pina. And then we have a Maz Kanata story 
written by Tom Taylor, who's, who has been writing all of the Age of Resistance stuff, uh, with art uh, by Matteo Bafagni. Excellent. That should be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Outstanding. So we'll have we'll have all of that to we'll have this to talk about next week, and uh, it, and I guess that will do it uh, for this episode of Comics with Kenobi. So Matt, thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. And once again for Comics with Kenobi, I'm Jeff, and I am Matt. And may the force be with you always. Comics with Kenobi's theme song is Mark Hamill Can Handle by Chris Cape. Check Chris out at chriscape.com and on SoundCloud, on Twitter at Chris Cape, and on Facebook. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.